Welcome to Two Men on the Run, and this week we have a special guest. Um, I've known her for a very, very long time. I'd uh, call it nearly 31 years to be precise. And um, just after celebrating her birthday, I won't uh, say how old, um, I'm sure she won't thank me for that. Um, 66. <laughs> Ooh, don't touch that book, John Joe. Um, but uh, yeah, it is my mum, Susan Crean, 1988. Yay! Olympic marathon runner. Yay! 1987 World Championships, and we'll, we'll jump into them. Um, but first, let's let's go back to the early years. Um, this is your life. This is your life, <laughs> Susan Crane. Except there wasn't Susan Crane then, no. obviously. Susan Ball. No. <laughs> oh, sorry. She's <laughs> <laughs> coming up with names now. <laughs> Let me guess again. <laughs> My name, maiden name is Susan Smart. Sorry, Susan Smart. Yeah, yeah. And and you, of course, you, you have a famous brother as well, um, Neil. Neil, no, Neil Smart. Yeah, Smart. Yeah, 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 yeah. Now, my mother was brought up in Par. She's a year older than you. How did you find growing up? Um, it was. Different. We, my dad was a policeman, which meant we lived in a police house, and we were in a house somewhere in Fingerpost. All I remember that about that is being very young and having chicken pox and being playing in the back garden. Uh, then we moved to Cherry Tree Drive. They were still building the opposite side of the road at the time, so that was great fun playing on building sites, which we didn't realise we shouldn't have done, but you know, we were kids. Um, Went to my primary school there most of the time. I had my youngest sister, my next sister down is 13 months younger than me, and she was my best friend growing up. So it was a bit of a wrench when I moved into the seniors, the junior school, because um, she was on the other side of the playground and I was stuck in the other one. Not fun. Then we moved again into yet another police house in Hurst Finch, which Eventually, I think we were given, my dad was given the um, permission to buy, so we stayed there until I got married and we bought a house in uh, Ashton. Now, you must have passed the 11 plus to get it. No, no? I was the first year comprehensive system in St. Helens. Um, when that happened... Cowley Girls? No, when that happened, when it was introduced, you went to the nearest senior school. And the nearest senior school for me was the top of College Street. No longer exists. Um, I can't remember what it was called. So you were there for two years. If you wanted to go on and do all levels, you had not to move to what had been the grammar school to Cowley Girls. So it was a little bit of a mix-up for everybody concerned because the teachers didn't know what was happening. Mm. They suddenly had a whole different scale of abilities in the school. So, yeah, we were very much experimented on. And how did that work out for you? Okay. Um, in fact, my first two years of my first senior school, that was where I started running. Um, the St. Helens Sports was on. They said, does anybody want to run in it? So I said, yeah, I'll have a go. Did the 800, won the heats. We're second in the heats, and then I won the final, and that was me, hooped. I've always been a bit, if I can't win, I'm not playing. So, so how old would you be at this time? Is this in, in, the, in the school itself? What, Cowley, what, 
No, I, I would just finish with Central Central second, Modern. Central Secondary Modern it was. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, so that was... That's near, the, near where the YMCA is, around there somewhere. Well, it no longer exists. Yeah, it used to, yeah. Yeah, it was, um, what do you call it? The end of year eight nowadays. Right. Two years into it, and mm. it's St. Anna Sports. Um, it's like 13 or something like yeah. that. Yeah, going to and running on a Pilkington cinder track as well. Oh, that was yeah. an experience. Yeah. So was that the one at was that the one at Rushton? Yeah. Drive, yeah. 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 Famously used in uh Chariots of Chariots Fire. Of Fire. Yeah. So you started back in, in Central Modern, they were quite a, a sporty sort of school. Um well, that's where you get your traps. Found, your found um, I don't think so. Didn't see any evidence of it, but yeah, just volunteered to run. And out I liked it. Yeah, yeah. And then I got um, via an old primary school teacher. Her, her husband was Mr. Roy Ashley at St. Harriers, as was. And he sent a message via, would be our Karen, my sister, uh, asking, would we be interested in going to St. Harriers? I see you mean. So there's a connection between the Harriers and the school? Uh, the the husband, Mr. Roy Ashley, his wife worked there. In the school, yeah, and that's how the connection was made. Yeah, that's how I got. And that's where you met the love of your life. Yeah, eventually, yeah. I'm jumping ahead too far there, Matthew. Um, or am I? Uh, so you, what, what age yeah. did you join Sutton? Um, that summer. So you would be... must have been about for what? Turning 14, coming on to 14, yeah. 14 years of age, you, you developed a, a strong interest in running and the connection had been made through the athletics club with the school and the mm. teacher and, and her husband and you became... Mr Ashley was the coach. He though. was your coach. And he, I know... Your first got, coach. As I got uh, to be an adult, he said, oh, he called me Roy, but he's always going to be Mr Ashley to me. He was a lovely man. Is he still going? No, no, but uh, fond memories of Mr yeah. Ashley. And running on the Shirley. Doing the training on that. And was that cross country? What What did he, he start? Just training what did, Shirley yeah, or up and down the, the hills. hills. Yeah, we did yeah. that. Yeah. Well. <laughs> <laughs> Not hill fan. Yeah, yeah. So, Mr. Ashley, was your foot? How long did that go on for with with with, with that particular coach? Was it a, a year or a couple of years? No, um, basically until Jim started coaching me. Mm. Your husband. So yeah. when did you meet? How old would you be when you when you first met the love of your life? Um, well, I was aware of him obviously as a two and a half year old young younger girl. Yeah. Couldn't be heartthrob of something Harriers. He wouldn't be. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, but I started going out with him just before I turned seventeen. Nice, nice. Uh, and he he would have started coaching you or advising no, you. No, not not then. No, no but once we were. Married and such like yeah. In your twenties, maybe. No, no, before then, because when I went to Leeds, it's quite difficult for girls as they grow into women. You change, your body changes. Mm. So when you go from intermediates, and if you're a distance runner, you sometimes delay development, shall we say, and um, you then become a senior athlete, and you've been say you've been used to being one of the top intermediates. Yes. You've got your body changes going on. You're moving up into a senior age group. That is a really big drop-off point for female athletes. 
That's a word that they use in Ireland still. Intermediate. They have a, 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 a yeah. that that word doesn't seem to be used anymore over it. Intermediate. No, no. Well, it's sort of the the, the under twenty sort of class. That under, as, as we were discussing earlier on on the, the run, it's that developmental bit, which is why it still exists. But um, but yeah, obviously that and you know across obviously you know, obviously as my mum says more so in in, in women than, than men, but even so in men, it, it's a that is the big drop off point that you sort of see. Runners, runners stop stop running and, and training it also coincides with with going off to university um, a lot of it in that, well, that I, transition I, point I, so I stopped running in <coughs> lower sixth as I used to call it that's what we called it lower, lower and upper six which is the last two years when you're doing A levels now A levels yeah, yeah so you I stopped s- running before s- I got to my last year at school and, and the reason you stopped running just had enough, didn't feel it, wasn't interested anymore, I don't and know. And you, well, you'd met Jim by then, you, yeah, you, yeah. you were co- I must coaching. have carried on, but I do feel like I'd stopped running. I know when I went to Leeds Poly, I'd stopped running. Altogether? Yeah. You're about and, wait, well, 18 when you go to university, yeah. is it? Yeah. yeah. So you, you're at Leeds Polytechnic. and You're that. suddenly on your own, you cook for yourself, oh, yeah. clean for yourself, walk into, your, into well, Poly. I was a Polytechnic and I don't mind admitting to that no some people don't like what it. does the word Goodness poly- that, polytechnic mean well what it was the distinction was you've got uni- universities which were pure subjects mm. they were teaching it for the sake of teaching the whatever they were teaching polytechnics back in the day were they were a, a, a educational establishment which gave you more something that you would be able to Skills. work into practical practical yeah yeah yeah. Rather than academia, direct It's still academia. academic because yeah, there were some. But, you know, but not like still, history and geography and things. Yeah, I'm sure like, they did that, but they did lots of other stuff which had a practical application in the outside world. No. But <clears throat> I think Leeds Poly, goodness knows, it's about its fourth name by now. I don't know what it's called anymore. Yeah, so and it's now a breeding ground for some of the best runners in the country as well. Yeah. Right. Yeah, that's yeah. so where they all go to train now. Is, is what what was Leeds Poly, oh, uh, which has become what? Sorry, uh, it was Leeds Met when I went to Leeds University. Right. Um, it's changed. It's changed again, again now. Yeah, so you, went, you went to the same place. No, I went to Leeds University. I went to the university. Oh, no. Sorry, I looked down on my mum. Oh, okay, okay. <laughs> well, he thinks he does, but he better try. Better not try it. <laughs> so, did you? Basically, that? we hated each other as the as as, as establishments. There was never right. a lot of love lost between them. Mm. I can't understand that, to be honest. But oh, it's like it's like you think of like British um, Liverpool and Everton or, or oh, well, okay. New Man City yeah. sort of thing or something. Yeah. It's the, it's the same sort of structure, but it's the universities. Mm. Same as Liverpool and Liverpool John Moores or, or Manchester University in uh, Manchester Metropolitan. Um, you know, the, 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 there's, yeah. a, there's a class divide really between is that them. So there isn't the, as much nowadays, but there was back then. Is that to do with the, 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 the touting for business sort of they want pupils and there's sort no, of competition it's between the it's two? It's academic, isn't yeah. it? Back then, I mean, it, it doesn't exist a, now as I don't think yeah. really as, as it did then um, because the, there is the, there's not really much difference between them anymore. The, you know, the same courses are taught. Thing. Obviously, there's still, there is still seen, you know, one is seen as a, a more. Um, you know, higher standard sort of universe than the other, maybe, but they're not. The the courses and all the rest of it are all pretty much the same and, and, and yeah. things, and there isn't that real difference in what they're actually. Yeah, but you, you what you don't you have to remember is when I went away, I was the first one in our family yeah. to go to a higher education establishment. Do you feel but, isolated? 
in there was the a days. very small percentage of people who went to universities or polytechnics nothing like the numbers that go there now um, and also mm. um, I was given a grant right. it wasn't a loan yeah, yeah. and that was you know that's yeah. incredibly privileged I think it's wicked the way students are st- uh, loaded with tons of debts when mm. the people who were doing that to them the ones that got the the free education oh yeah of course good point very good point so you by getting the grant did you feel you had to work hard because you were given this opportunity you, you felt did you well it was it was um it was so so totally different had some friends there it was it was interesting but i don't know whether that was the thing i should have done but it's what i did mm. i got a job second interview out of when i finished so you did finish the course oh yeah you? yeah yeah you did it, and they got a job. Worked there for. And during this time at university, you would you would come back at what at weekends or a, a monthly. Or... Um, not every weekend, but most of them. Yeah. Um, because you just got the train, or Jim came and picked me up. And did Jim did Jim not encourage you to get back into running, or was he? Um, was it he... was me that said, "Look, I need to get out running again and put weight on. Cooking right. for yourself, you don't cook healthily." When you're a student. And how long did you have out of running then? Was it two, couple, two, two, three years? Probably or? 12, 18 months at most. Oh, yeah, yeah. So. But it, Jim always used to like to tell people she couldn't run a mile when she started back, you know. <laughs> <laughs> to encourage other people to oh, see yeah, that see it mean, could yeah. be done. Yeah, that's, yeah. A, that's a good way. Yeah, encouraging people. As long as you don't take offence. <laughs> Maybe it was always... Uh, I think always one of the stories I remember was you saying one of the reasons you, you started back running was, was you overheard a coach saying to his athlete when you were at a... Because you, you sort of... No, you were doing a bit, was, weren't you? And, as, well, I start, I'd, I'd started back then. Yeah, and you competed for the university. Would you like right? to tell this story? If Why you get not? Word yeah, right. ways, yeah. Yeah. No, it was <laughs> actually at... Um, where was it? It was Liverpool. Track. Yeah. And for some reason, decided I would. I'd got. I must have been running a little bit back a bit, and I went in a race, and some athlete coach shouted to his athlete, "Come on, you can beat that fatty in front of you." And that and, was a bit. And then the fatty, and then I got, the fatty was you. you yeah, was like, aiming yeah, that abuse yeah. at you. But then again, I've had that before now. Yeah. Since then, um, we went on. This is jumping ahead, but Jim and I went away on holiday to Italy. But when I came back. I was running the um, 3A 10-mile champs. And the first week, I really tried not to eat too much. And we trained. But we were in Italy, for heaven's sake. And so the second week, I just gave up and just ate the food, which was amazing. And apparently, as I was coming in, I think I was in third or second, somebody said, she can't be coming in second. (laughs) I was... (laughs) <laughs> but obviously and going back to that uh, coach who, who'd shouted that abuse well he um, wasn't abusing me he was just stating a fact uh, to his athlete yeah. but you more showed, shaming the athlete than me in a way he was trying to like, yeah. sort of encourage his athlete but uh, you, bit, you, you won that uh, no I don't think so I can't I remember no. I wouldn't think so um, I wasn't particularly running that well but that is another thing that. but you beat his athlete I hope so, I don't know. Oh, right, okay. I'm getting information from Matthew here that's incorrect. <laughs> the story's never mind, eh, never mind. <laughs> he tells me all these lies. <laughs> the, 
But um, in on that occasion, that second occasion, you were coming mm. in second. So yeah. that was that was quite yeah. something. Yeah. Yeah, that was. Um, they were quite good. Those Tamar races, the championships. Can, can you remember your? Maybe I'm jumping ahead to your first breakthrough, or were you, you not breakthrough, but where you decided I'm going to take this more seriously? Was there a point where that happened? No, or was it gradual? No, not really. I mean, I always we trained. Then when Jim was making out my training programs, he was always aspirational. We we did firm track training. He made me do hills. You don't like hills. <laughs> don't like hills. Cross country. Yeah. Even though she's won the Northern Cross Country. Yeah. Championships finished in the top three in the national cross country championships before as well. Yeah. Um, but uh, so I can't get the dates of them because I, I haven't done enough research sadly. Yeah. But, uh, and, and the hill training must have must have. Um, uh, well, it's obviously you've run yourself at Shirdley and the hills were better than before they cordoned off all the bits of golf course. Um, but what's the one? corner one? Yeah, but the one the. Road where I told you about. We used to do those in the winter. Is this where the, the, do- the dog uh, walking group is, or the dog training part is now? Are you part, part no, of Sherby Park? No, this is up near Carmel. A different uh, section. Oh, Carmel Hill. Um, no. Near Carmel. Oh, Moss Bank. Yeah. Moss Bank Hill. Yeah, we do those in yeah. the winter. <laughs> oh, that's a, that's a very that's steep, steep. Nasty, hill. yeah. I do that. From the Carmel yeah. side. Yeah, yeah. We, we do that road on the recycling. It's it's one hell of a road on a Monday. Mm. And that's just once from yeah. the top going down the hill. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I think going down's worse, to be fair, on that road. In the bin wagon, yeah. yeah but, um, so you were doing efforts going up the. Yeah. Uh, uh, so, yeah, so. There was no moment really when you, you really took it, but you were aspirate. you were getting this aspiration yeah. from your partner and it just yeah. came together. Yeah, I mean. It, I mean, we were both working full time. I used to train at lunch times. Um, we'd come home, go to the running clubs, so or we go racing. Running twice a day. Well, later on, yeah, mm. yeah. It's sort of like a bit of a turning point. Was um, Jim was? Well, I think it was a cross country race, and Jim was chatting with uh, a top female coach, and she said that she thought I could do well if. I lost some weight. Oh, God, yeah, yeah. Did, um, did this get at you, the, these people mentioning your weight? The problem was, they were right. I mean, I was... Matthew know, probably knows the morphs from his sports science, but there's three different body types. Mm. And the best distance runner is the thin body type. Right, yeah. Unfortunately, that was not my body type. I was slim as a teenager, as I got older, depending on whether I was training or not. Um... I wasn't but to be a female athlete distance athlete you need to be light and to do that you need to diet we have to be careful because mm. there's an awful lot of eating disorders in the senior women's fields yeah or there was and I'm guessing there still is and distances not, not distance eating runners. enough no I mean eating disorders yeah proper yeah um so but I did lose weight um, back in the day when I was a competitive athlete. Um, race weight, seven stone 12. Didn't stay at that for very long. Um, more usually would hover around eight, eight, three, eight, four. If it got up to eight, six, I was uh, stopping eating. 
Um, but you could do, you could train and not be at your race weight. If you wanted to perform well at a race, you had to get down to that race weight. And, and there was no, to stay at that race weight was difficult for, it, for in, your body type. In, yeah, impossible yeah. to stay at that race weight all the time. For mm, me, anyway. That's just genetics, is it? Or? Yeah, I yeah. think so. And basically, our second hobby was eating. So, yeah. But yet, you were still able to, to without, you say you weren't in the ideal, uh, those three body uh, types, yeah. but yeah. you were still able to have the success. Yeah. And that was through? Training. Bloody hard work. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, training. And, and, and I mean, in that success, you know, there were times there, uh, I mean, obviously, we'll, we'll come on to it. The, the, and we, we briefly mentioned in the intro, the... Um, the highlights of, of obviously the world championships and the 10,000 metres and, and the Olympic Games and the marathon but um, you know as, as you know the, the idea and the philosophy is for, for most distance runners is that you start with the, the shorter distances and obviously you mentioned back in, in school we're in the 800 metres and things but you know your, um, your personal best as well across those distances um, you know through all the way up you know, you know with a 204 800 metre uh, best and uh, a 4.47 mile um, indoors and um, that was as well um, and a 9.05 3k um, and onto a 15.56 5k as well as, as we start to, to go up in distance that obviously show um, that's that sort of speed and, and strength that that carried uh, forward and obviously into those those longer distances yeah. and the 10k um, 32.24 so you've maintained the 5k really you know almost that pace you've continued that almost to, yeah. to get the 32-24 if I can just explain at first women weren't allowed to run long distances I started running the 10,000 metres quite late on in my career sort uh, of what I'm guessing be, yeah. late 20s right um, because 28 it, it wasn't available for us it wasn't an option and, I mean 1500 only came in you could probably look this up, but it only came in quite late. Women just didn't have... As you got older, obviously, you could run, but it wasn't there at first. When you say it wasn't there, they, they, they weren't putting races on for women? Know, they didn't consider the women could run them. Right, OK. But don't forget yeah. that the first woman who ran in, was it Boston, Boston unofficially, yeah. that was, what was it, 80-something? Uh, it would have been... Was it 70s? No, it would have been uh, very early 80s. The first, first marathon women, was 84. Women weren't um, allowed to run in marathons and the officials tried to pull her off the course. Yeah, the, one of the race organisers was Boston. it. Boston. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He was, apparently he was a great fellow, but on this occasion he got it all wrong and he tried to... Uh, he got a bad name for that, didn't he? Yeah, yeah. He, he, um, he tried to pull her off the course, but he couldn't catch her. Well, I think she had <laughs> a, a, a big, strong football-playing boyfriend that stopped it. Oh, is that? Yeah, yeah, that yeah I think she had a, a group of, yeah. So you feel as though looking back, like at least you did get an opportunity, but it could have been in this modern era, you had so much more opportunity. Yeah, I think so. I mean, steeplechase only came in after I started doing 10,000 metres. We didn't do steeplechases until later than that. And yet it's been going on for, what, 100 years or something? The steeplechase. For the men's, yeah. For the men's, yeah. yeah. And yet you, it's only very recent. Yeah, yeah. within. Um, well, yeah. well, eighty-seven was the first ever women's ten thousand meters, and yeah. I suppose you know we, we could we can maybe maybe move forward to some of, some of these sort yeah. of races now, and you know um, so yeah, coming into the, the world championships in, in eighty-seven, obviously you went to the, the trials, uh, the British trials, the three A's, 
Um, <coughs> Shall I clarify what it was? Go on. <laughs> the women's 10,000 metres was run with the multi-events and relays at Stoke-on-Trent. Because, obviously, who wants to watch women running 10,000 metres? There is air quotes then for the people that, you know... Can't see can't through see the radio. Can't recording on a radio yeah. program. So, <laughs> it wasn't exactly the place for it, but we did it. Um, I won the trials, but not within the qualifying time for the World Championships. Um, so, they gave me an opportunity to run at the Bislett Games in Oslo, which in, in itself is amazing. So many stars of track and field and so much appreciation for track and field by the audience there. It was fabulous. I mean... Where, forgive me, where is Bislett? Oslo. 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 Yeah. Norway, yeah. yeah. Um, that, that whole experience was amazing. And I did the qualifying time and I beat all the other Brits that were in the field behind me, so they had to take me. And this and this is when you ran. This is when you ran the thirty-two twenty-four and set, yeah. set an English record at the time. An English record, which, that's which, quite which, something, yeah. isn't it? And the previous record was set in nineteen eighty. And what year was this? Nineteen eighty-seven. My word! So would that be a highlight of your career there? The Bislett Games, probably. Yeah. Yeah. So that would yeah. be, and and. Would you have hoped to run even faster than this again in the future? But it, it didn't. That was your fastest time. Yeah. What, yeah. what would you say? Um, is it because you moved on to this marathon? That no, was, no, I don't know quite why it didn't happen. Um, the, in the uh, the World Championships themselves, it was the Olympic Stadium in Rome, and there were two heats. Mm. I was in the second heat. I'm not saying I'd run faster if I run in the first heat, but the temperature went up ten degrees. Oh, between yeah. heat one and heat two. What time in the day is this that you're running? This was nine o'clock in the morning. morning. You were running your second heat at nine a.m. About no, it'd been more like ten by ten, the time I. Ten a.m. You were on. Yeah, I mean it was just. So ideally, the first heat would have been better. Yeah, but I we weren't we weren't connected to coaches and and all the people who knew about stuff, but we did go down. Jim managed to get um, appointment at Crew and Alsager which was a college of looking into the science of running uh, at the time. And we were going there to say, how can I acclimatise to run in such a t different temperature? Yeah. Um, and basically, I think we went there a month beforehand and they just turned around, well, basically, it's too late, you can't, oh, can't acclimatise. You, you were trying to prepare yourself yeah. for Rome. Yeah. Could, you mentioned Al Sarge, there's a race on there, isn't there? Yeah. Al Sarge, yeah. Crew and Al Sarge College, as it was then. Yeah. But it's nowadays the top athletes will go and they'll run at altitude or they'll run somewhere where the conditions you, are the, the right time, to, right conditions to climatize. Back then, people were running. I I was still working full time then. And what I were you working as at the time? Uh, I worked for the United Kingdom Atomic Energy Authority in Preston as a technical information officer glorified librarian, reference librarian then. Oh, um, yeah. So, you know, a 60 mile round trip. Every day, yeah. Every day. Yeah, yeah, 60 um, yeah. And it was a nine to five job, so you couldn't, flex the time didn't exist, so you had an hour for your, but you had an hour for your lunch and you weren't expected to sit and work through it. So that's, you know, and it, that's better than it used, than current working conditions. Oh yeah, 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 I'd agree with that, definitely. But, yeah. Yeah. yeah, it's a long day. And this, this, we're talking about 
How old were you when you ran this 32-24? Oh, sorry. The, 31. Well, 31, and then that was at Bislett Games, and then... Well, I it wouldn't have been 30. I'd have been 30 yeah. at Bislett because I was 31 in September. Yeah, and then 31. After. And then going into the... the uh, into the what the Rome Olympics? Rome World Champs. Ro- sorry, the Rome World yeah. Champs. Yeah, that w- that was shortly after the the Bislett Games. Yeah. And what happened in this second heat? Well, you know, you have regrets in life. Um, this is one of them. I listened to the GB coach. He was saying, "Well, they're all about the same sort of time as you, so you should stick in and you should take it." You know. I've missed the final by six seconds and one place. I wish I'd have run my own race, as I counselled Matthew to do when he did his second Manchester Marathon, because then at least if I'd have done run my own race, I wouldn't regret it as much, knowing I tried. But having listened to the coach, I felt when I finished, or I was devastated when I finished, because I knew I didn't get into the final. But I felt I wish I'd done it my own way, and I didn't. And when you could see this, what there was one place, so you knew this person in front. I didn't of you. at the time. It you, was only afterwards because what they'd do would have been the fastest loser. Ah, uh, so you had no idea really no. whether you'd pass or you'd, yeah. I, I I knew I'd I'd not got in because I cried all the way away from the jack. Right. Well, after but after you crossed the line, you found out then. Didn't yeah. You? yeah. Uh, and do you feel you had more in you? Yeah, I was absolutely... A week later, I was absolutely flying in training. And I'd, I'd not been there long enough. Mm. So you should have got to Rome earlier, really. Yeah, when I needed did, to acclimatise. When did you get there? What, the I day before? Know, I can't. No, it's a bit more than that. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so the World Championships, that was... But it, it was it was amazing. I mean, it was an amazing atmosphere. We were running the Olympic Stadium, Rome Olympic Stadium. Mm. Um, it was a... Very relaxed compared to what things are nowadays. Uh, although it was a little bit, a little side, funny side story. Jim came over. He was with the athletes, the coaches, and the athletes' friends and family. And our hotel was sort of ninety degree, degrees to each other. So I was in the athletes' hotel, and we had Italian and policemen, armed armed soldiers, on every floor. They're just standing there smoking with their guns slung over their shoulders. So he'd come up and say goodnight to me and then he'd go to his, uh, his, his hotel. But come the stadium, he could just, in a, in, in a tracksuit, he could just walk in and sit with the athletes. <laughs> so it was you know, so lax. People were just borrowing ID cards and walking in and watching the athletics. Right. So he, he got to see some fabulous athletics. But, uh, yeah. My word. And meet some some stars. Jim was um, Matthew takes after him in many ways. He's he's really interested in all the running facts. And Jim was the sort of person that read Athletics Weekly from cover to cover and would know what somebody's personal best was when he met them and would love to talk about running and coaching and anything. Mm. And he was sharing digs with some top class coaches, so it was wonderful. He had a fabulous time. Who would the, the star of that particular world championship be, be at the time? 87? Well, Rosa Motor. Oh, not Rosa Motor. Uh, I honestly don't know who won the wins because I didn't watch it. I was too upset. You're not Ingrid Christensen. Ingrid Christensen. We don't know. We don't know. Um, but by the by... Whitbread was there at the time. She was our top javelin thrower. Mm. 
But by the by, you were you were about what thirty one years of age. Not quite, but almost. Yeah. After this disappointment, what was in your mind then? Continue and, and train even harder, or what was the what was the feeling? Um, decided I was going to um, aim for the Olympics ten thousand meters. Olympics. First ever ten thousand meters in the Olympics. In eighty eight in London, you were mm. you were then focused on this. Yeah. And um, talk us through that then. Yeah. Please. Well, I was aiming for the 10,000 metres, but Jim, a lot of Jim's uh, friends at Warrington AC, which is where he was, were doing the London Marathon. So I maintain, and he's not here to tell me I didn't say it, so I can't remember, but I maintain that I said, why don't we do the London? We've done the miles over the winter, because when you're doing a long distance track race, you also do a fair number of miles over the winter build up your stamina so we entered we just entered along with Warrington well I wasn't with Warrington obviously but we entered um, staying in the hotel all the Warrington guys went to and I, it's different from it is now the women all run run separately or the elite women do but back then you just all started so I was in the middle of all the men running as well all the good club runners um, I didn't train for it, but obviously we were doing 20 miles run, 20 mile training runs on a Sunday. So I was doing the miles to get around it. And obviously I spotted, I, wouldn't, I knew where other British runners were. Um, and I just ran it, having never really, I mean, I raced that one. My only other marathon before then was just um, New York in 83 when we just decided we'd get round one. And we'd never been to America, so it seemed like a good idea at the time. Sorry, I, I didn't. You were you were focused on the. I thought you were going to do a ten thousand meters. I was. But, but, what, but was we the, were doing, what was the reason you changed your mind? It, I did. Well, I didn't change my mind. I was still focused on the ten thousand meters. But mm. we did the marathon because we got the miles in our legs and we could. So did you feel you were more competitive in, in potentially in the marathon or more, no, more chance of qualifying? No intentions no? of running a marathon. Right. But I finished. Fifth overall, fifth woman overall, mm. third British woman within the qualifying time. There were other women who'd been pre-selected for mm. the marathon runners. Um, so after that was over and, and recovered from that, we went back to doing starting on the long track on the track stuff. I mean, we always track trained throughout the winter. Mm. Whereas once you got into the spring summer, you then trained twice a week. Whereas you would always maintain one track session at least through the winter. Through the yeah. winter. Yeah. So then we were on the sharpening up and, and all the rest of it. I was sent to Oslo again, but I got tripped and I fell in the 10,000. Somebody caught my, my foot and I went down. I got up and carried on and finished, but obviously uh, didn't do anything like the qualifying time for it. Is that the one and that only opportunity? Is that the only opportunity? You cannot go anywhere else to, to try again. That's it. No. One opportunity. This is foot to qualify for the Olympics, yeah, and you, yeah. you tripped over. Yeah. Yeah. I think I finished second in the trial, but mm. with outside outside of qualifying. Mm. Um, so I didn't think I was going to the Olympics, but everybody else did because people kept dropping out. I was still third in the qualifying t- with the qualifying time, and it was only when a Manchester-based journalist got in touch with someone and said, "Look, why is she not selected? She's done the qualifying time." Or we didn't know whether she'd be interested. Really? So there's you know? bad communication here? Oh, there? yeah. Well, I was from a northern club that wasn't, and I wasn't attached to anybody that was 
in the know or in the right sort of person. So Northern Club runners get left out, left, right and centre. And it's still happening today. Yeah. Um, so basically, I had no idea whether I was going to run in the Olympics or not in the marathon until I was selected on August bank holiday. And when, when was the, 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 the... I think three weeks later I was on my way she, to Japan. So th- three weeks notice when you could have been given a lot more notice. They had, they had named other people earlier on, I think, yeah. And in this time, are you still thinking you might go? Are you training or are you not? I'm, no, I was pretty convinced I wasn't going. Right. Uh, but I was extremely fit, so we, we did what most runners do. We went round weekend. I mean, we would train in the week and race at weekends. And you could go to road races, track meetings... That's a good question. Would you be ra- racing every weekend? There were times when we did, yeah. yeah. I mean, obviously, when you got when you were doing the track races, you had to be a bit more selective. Yeah. But once the track season, as the tracks and the season nears its end, there's little road races, and you just go and do road races. And you treat them as like a session. But would you yeah, give a hundred percent? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Every race. Yeah. And that wouldn't affect your training the following week, no. Well, they weren't far. I didn't do many. The furthest, probably more like the 10Ks. 10Ks were more the race then. Um, Occasional half marathon, but very few. We hear from some of the older runners that they say that you can race fit, and they they were racing quite frequently, which is a different idea from what I get. Yeah, that's what we used to do. If you were doing your training, I mean, if you've got... It's different if you've got a goal, an orient, a race in mind, and you take, you've got, you say, right, I'm doing that race, and then you work Period. back to that to to shape your training for that race. Mm. But if you think you haven't got a race, you no know, race is planned, so you just go out and enjoy yourself. Yeah, that makes sense. And I suppose back then there was there was more sort of prizes and things that up for grabs as well. well prizes, yeah. Um, <laughs> what was your what was your best best ever prize that you won? Almost you odd prize um, would be the better question. Yeah. Well, there'd be pan sets, and there'd be your dad once won a really nice cantina cutlery. Um, we went to a series of races in towards Stoke on Trent. Uh, we got invited to the, and it must have been after the World Champs, uh, to come and run in this little road race. And first, as when we went, because it was nice to be asked, and um, the first prize was a beautiful Wedgwood fruit bowl, which was very nice. Wedgwood, uh, is it like crystal sort of? No, Wedgwood is fine, fine china. Yeah. And still content is the potteries, which was the home of fine, fine china. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Have you still got this? Uh, oh, yeah. And um, they asked me back a couple more times. They got some really nice bowls. Beautiful. Sounds like prizes have gone down since then. <laughs> it's, it's, it's not quite what it yeah, was with prizes. Yeah. And yet and yet the entry fees have gone up. Oh yeah. I mean the prizes weren't anything huge. That I think that one was probably somebody worked there and they would get them, you know, at a reduced yeah, price. Sort of sponsored the race. Yeah, probably. Yeah. But all sorts of odd little things. I got a boots voucher once which went towards a microwave. It was quite mm-hmm. handy. Yeah. My word. So some, you, 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 we were at the point here where you're now going to the Olympics. Um, <laughs> how do you feel? You've got the, the who, who informed you that you were going to the Olympics? Um, we found out when it when it came out on the press oh. on the Monday. Oh. Nobody informed me. No one officially informed no. you. you. Just mm. found they out. They just printed the, the, the Manchester the list. Evening News. 
<laughs> I think somebody got in touch. No, I think it was basically found out because it was it was printed. Yeah. They they printed the um, the whole list how, of people got. How did that? How did that make you feel and the family as well? Oh, it was exciting. Sunday was so tense the day before, so tense, and I was just on absolute tenterhooks. I couldn't do anything about it, but I mean, yeah, so pleased the next day when it was announced that I was going to be in the team. So. And and with the three weeks to go. There's nothing you, in terms of training, is no, it? No, nothing you can You do. can just keep doing some training. Well, Jim, when do you, when do you Jim, back off for a, a Jim amount? revised my programme so that we mm. started extending the long runs. Um, but, I mean, I've been training and running all through the spring and summer, so I was fit. I was just not marathon fit. And is it, is it that week before where you would back off? Yeah, I think so. We, we did. I was. We were in, i say we were sent to Japan, two weeks in the training neon training camp which was all we also shared with the Americans who'd had terrorist threats made against them oh god yeah. so we had Japanese army guarding us yeah. and we weren't allowed to leave the training camp my god they had, they had them was, Jim, was Jim allowed to go with you um as yeah you, as your co- because he was your coach well no because we paid for him to go as a as a coach yeah right, yeah. yeah so it was that was amazing for him as well he loved it Although if he was, let's say he wasn't your coach as a as a partner, you would you wouldn't have been able to to take him there. Then. I think I might have been able to, to pay because him to go, yeah, yeah, support yeah, or whatever yeah, you call him, yeah. something else. But um, Japan, you were there be- two weeks. Two weeks before the before, well, no, the Olympics had already started, but the the athletes don't go till later on. Mm. That was a sore point. We watched the opening ceremony. From the training centre in Japan. In Japan, and this Olympics was in London. It was in Seoul, oh, Seoul. South Korea. Oh, Seoul, sorry, 88. I'm, I'm looking at this here. What's this, Matthew? It's <laughs> the marathon. That was, that was the London marathon. Ah, yes, sorry. Yeah. Seoul, 88. Mm-hmm. And um, tell us about that day. But tell, tell us about, the, I know there's a good story about a, a training run in, in Tokyo, and because uh, the training camp there wasn't really suited for. For marathon runners, was it? It was more no. for the the track runners and the the the, the more famous uh, male runners in the marathon team, of, of which we we've we've spoken to on on the podcast previously. Charlie Spedden, um, didn't go to that camp. No. He was he was based out in America, and um, before heading over to Seoul, um, for the marathon. And so, yeah, this is, I remember you telling me a story yeah. of you training and and it's sort of your uh, your attitude uh, on life, really. Then, yeah, uh, explain. So. Uh, well, yeah. It was, I mean, don't get me wrong, the facilities were fabulous, but we weren't allowed to run on the golf course. We weren't allowed to run on the golf course, but we couldn't go on. We were allowed to run round it, but not after nine o'clock. Um, we weren't allowed to leave the site. It was hilly. After nine o'clock in the morning. In the morning? Yeah, because the golfers were then. Oh, oh, God, bloody yeah. hell, that's hard. Um, it? it was fabulous for <laughs> chat runners. But distance runners, not so good. And as Matthew just said, all the men didn't go to the training camp in Japan because it wasn't suitable for so distance they, runners. They were informed that it wasn't suitable. They had coaches who knew. Who knew, yeah. So the then, obviously, as you're preparing for a marathon, you want to go out and do a 20-mile run two weeks before. Just part of what you do. So they took us to a park in somewhere... 
from where we, away from somewhere where we were. And the first time we went, it was okay because there was only a few of us there. So we just went and ran for the requisite amount of time. But then the second time we went, we had a couple of stars with us. I think Cram might have been one of them. And so we, there was, we were told, and this time obviously it wasn't, wasn't a 20 mile run, it was only 10. But we were told, well, there's a 3,000 metre circuit round the park and it's guarded by the Japanese army. So you have to stay on that circuit. <laughs> so me being a prima donna through Wobbly and the coach said, well, just, you know, carry on, go on round the circuit. And then as soon as you've got a gap, just slope off. He said, stop making such a fuss. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But the piece de resistance was, I was supposed to be in a 10,000 metre session which included a certain amount of speed work in that 10,000 metres. Mm. So they took us to this dual carriageway, which they'd combed off half of it off. Well, they didn't tell us was. It wasn't... It was just a piece of dual carriageway. So I think I must have been one of the first women to go to run there. And I got there. And, it, and those of you who are runners will know that uh, before a race or before a, a piece of speed work that you're getting keyed up for, you need the lane. So we got there, and I said, well, is there a loo anywhere? And they said, no, well, nobody's had any problem before. You just go over there in those bushes. I said, I'm a woman. It's not as easy. Well, the men didn't have any problem. <laughs> <laughs> Talk about screams. So I was keyed up before we even started. And we had an um, electric car, and we had the motorbike, police motorbikes, and Japanese police, and whatever. But what nobody thought to tell me was it wasn't a 10k, it was a 5k, turn round and come back. But by this time I was quite fired up when I discovered as I'm approaching a crossroads oh God. that they wanted me to turn round. Well, I can be quite awkward. And at this time, not only was I annoyed at the attitude to female athletes, I was just cheesed off with everybody. And I was doing my speed session from A to B. And I had my head down and nobody was telling me to stop. So I've got the, the mall shouting out the back. Slow down, slow down. Head down, arms going. I'm going through that bloody crossroads, what anybody says. <laughs> so I was caused a bit of a kerfuffle. They should have told us it was only 5k and turned round. I may or may not have been more amenable. So what happened? You went through the stage. I carried on until my speed, my speed, it was like three minutes fast or whatever, yeah. until that finished. Well done, well done. So you, you wouldn't go back to that place again for a training camp? No. I wouldn't recommend well, it. <laughs> yeah, it, it's, it's fabulous if you're a track runner, track or field event. Mm. I mean, the facilities then were wonderful and beautiful synthetic track. But for anybody who'd had to run further, you know, because even a 10,000 metre runner would want to go further than just running around. The, but the, the main problem was it was supposed to be the same sort of climate and the same, because you, you're acclimatising. And it was huge, terribly high humidity. Basically, you had to send your clothes to be laundered because you couldn't, if you washed something in the sink and hung it up, it would never dry. It was so humid. Yeah. It was hilly, which is just what you don't need before a marathon. No, yeah. yeah. So for a distance runner, it was not ideal. No. But obviously the ones who could didn't go there. Interesting. 
the communication that the, the coach needs to they need to to, to inform yeah, but, yeah and it doesn't happen know, bearing, even, bearing in mind i had three weeks notice well yeah yeah it wasn't easy you wouldn't have been able to make other arrangements in that sort of amount no, of time no but nevertheless it was a trip that you oh yeah forget. fabulous yeah it's fabulous you got to meet some wonderful people rosa motor won my marathon she was she was she was a, she was a star tell us about the the day 1988 Seoul olympics representing well, I got up my routine on race day would be get up early enough to have say a piece of toast what time would that be before the race what time well the, the race? race I think if memory serves was either nine or half past nine so I got up about five went for a, a little jog had my piece of toast mm. got all ready got taken to the stadium and there was we, we started from the stadium, from the Olympic Stadium. I think we did a lap and a half, something like that, and then went out onto the roads. I honestly don't remember there being any spectators, but there must have been, because Jim managed to take a photograph of me actually running in the marathon. So I've got that. Yeah. Um, there were, but there weren't crowds of people, and for long stretches, all there were were the armed guards facing out. It's just so weird. Yeah. Having gone from the London, which has loads of people running, excuse me, and loads of people spectating, mm. to, to not being anybody and running basically on your own for most of the race. Because yeah, yeah. it wasn't long before we, it was all stretched out. Did that suit you or did it? Um, to be honest, I was just so pleased to run in the Olympics. Mm. And I just wanted to get round. I wanted to run well, but I just wanted to get round it. What, you know, how did, what did you feel about your performance? What was was that? I think I did two thirty six something. And, which, and you in know, terms of the British women, were you? I was third. The third lady back. Were you happy to get round at least? Yeah. I mean, two thirty six isn't bad, is it, for a marathon? Oh, it's good. It's <laughs> damn good. It's not as good as the last time, the, the previous time I ran in eighty in London. But just um, the circumstances of the race itself are so weird. So weird. Was that the 235? Yeah, 235. So you're not far off that, really, and you've got all that up against you, the the humidity and everything. So arguably a better performance. And you were 30 30 seconds out of of 72 finishers, at least, in the the race. Yeah, and it was the Olympics after all, so, you know, not just anybody can run in it. (laughs) We've seen lots of people fall by the wayside on on these big occasions, but you you did it. The the conditions, that was another gripe. Conditions weren't anything like... In Japan. Seoul than they were in Japan. So completely different. Yeah, it Whereas wasn't. It, yeah. Unless we'd. Why not have your training camp in Seoul, or would that be would that be impossible with? Uh, I have no idea. It's all yeah. British Olympics, yeah. so who knows? Who knows? I mean, I mean, the facilities for the track run, track athletes, track and field were fabulous. Just the little outliers, us marathon runners, it was no use. At the end of this games, you and your 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 husband now, Jim. You you married it, I imagine. Oh, for quite some time. What what year? Seventy seven. Seventy seven. You married young. So now, do you consider yourself at this moment? uh, I am now a marathon runner. No. No. So you want to go? What's what's you looking forward now? Are you after that? You mean yeah? After the Olympics. Going forward, what are you thinking? Um, I think it was the. You're about how thirty two years old. 
Yeah, I was 32 while I was in Japan, made certain everybody knew that. I'm not stupid. <laughs> Somebody brought me a birthday cake and sang happy birthday. Oh, did they? Yeah, <laughs> in, in the, uh, we were in, in the training camp in Japan. There was no, you were, no thought of retiring at this stage. You were no. still very keen. No, still enjoying very keen. running. Yeah, it was, once again, um, I think the following year was the Commonwealth Games. Hmm. And I wanted desperately wanted to get in that, but I didn't. Uh, in what uh, discipline? 10,000 metres. So you were going back then to the yeah. 10,000. You forgot about the marathon at this point. Yeah, but I was never a marathon runner. <laughs> I no. never trained no. for one. Um, <laughs> so how did you get on in that? I didn't get in. Right, so what's, what's happening now this stage? That was more career? or less the end of it then. Yeah, what's I'd had a, enough. You'd had it, enough by yeah. not, what, because you hadn't got in or because you, what, what, go on, tell us about this period. Athletics, politics. Oh, the politics. Come on, tell us more. Tell us it's more. It's north-west, north-south divide. Yes. And the people who pick the teams. Well, many of our guests who have come on the show from the north of England, they've said this very similar similar thing. There is this divide and they're not well, getting... Well, certainly this, was get, there. They then. don't seem to be getting the opportunities. They gave the play. I, admittedly, I didn't get the qualifying time. I was like half a second outside. Half a second. But they gave the place to somebody who admittedly was a very, very good runner and mm. had done the qualifying time 12 months before, but hadn't run for 12 months That's... and subsequently didn't run in the race because she was injured and had been from the word go. Well, that sounds like a huge inju- injustice. I can imagine you would be upset about that. Yeah. Was Jim at this point saying, come on, no, you must carry on? Like, no, no, there, was no, there was no real... Talking about it, we just carried on running, you know. But you, you say that that was the final sort of... Yeah, I just enjoyed my running after that. I didn't just, aim particularly for anything. Just carried on running. Right. Have you tried to come back for... Um, well, I, I did the trials for something when you were seven months we, old. Yeah, so that would, it was the Olympic Games, Barcelona. So this was, was an, another four years later. Yeah. So this would be 92. This was 92, yeah, I was born in 91 in October, so... Um, so you're still mixing it? Yeah, well, using my maternity leave, my mum used to come with me to the track every other day, on the track train. Oh, <laughs> that's a very supportive mother. Oh, she was. Yeah. yeah. And you, oh, you, you ran all um, the way through pregnancy with, with yeah. me, didn't you? Yeah, yeah. Uh, Till the day your water's broke. <laughs> well, I... Wait, wait, is it right that you're on a television show? Oh, yeah. Um, doing a, a VO2 max... Whilst running with uh, Matthew in yeah, in, in, yeah, the in some the somebody, <laughs> some you know small television production team were making some program about running and women pregnant women running and stuff, and they'd been in touch with Liz because she was pregnant at the same sort of time. Liz McColgan, yeah, um, just giving birth to Ailish in, in I think February of nineteen ninety one. I think it's Ailish. Yeah, yeah. but she was not pregnant by the time they were yeah. doing them, but I was, and somebody must have put them. Someone in somewhere must have put them in touch with me, um, and so it, I wasn't actually doing a VO two max, but they made it look like it by putting the yeah sort of mm. little scrap of Matthew of Matthew me running with carrying on Matthew. But to be honest, back then there wasn't a lot of guidance for women who what who wanted to run whilst pregnant. Nowadays, there's more advice, but all that I. What is the advice now for a, for a lady if you, who's pregnant? If, you, if you're already a runner and you become pregnant, then there's no problem. 
No problem whatsoever to keep running until you, you actually keep running, drop the baby. You know, but you need to listen to your body. And obviously, you get to a certain stage where you can't do, you can't do the speed work. You can't do the track races. But you, you, as a woman and, and being pregnant, you will know you get to a certain point where you can't. But I mean, I carried on running and I carried on racing. Um, in fact, I, I, I stopped racing when I was five months because I got beaten second. <laughs> um, so you were five months still, pregnant. Matthew was swish swashing around in yeah, there. He wasn't very big at that stage. <laughs> and um, you finished second and you thought, no, I'm not racing not anymore. <laughs> <laughs> but I'd still carried on going out for a run. By this time, I was working at BNFL at Risley and I had some really nice friends who went running. And I think they were more worried about me going out running on my own. So they wouldn't let me go at lunchtime. We'd go out running at lunchtime. So they would come with me to make certain I was okay. They were more worried about... I can imagine the people <laughs> around you would have been concerned. This, this lady, she's, you know, about yeah. to, to give but birth I, and she's I running finished, down. I, I finished work on the Friday. BNFL, what's that, sorry? That you... It was British Nuclear Fuels Limited. Oh, you said that before, yeah. But yeah, different, yeah, different one, term. but Risley. Yeah. And... Um, so I'd, I thought, like, if my due date was a certain time. I thought, oh, I've got at least two weeks. So I finished on the Friday. Uh, Monday, I went out for a little jog. Bearing in mind, I was quite big by this time. Um, Tuesday, I had a clinic visit, so I didn't go for a run. And Wednesday, Jim was going to go out with me for a, a little jog. And as we shut the front door, my water broke. Oh, <laughs> so my I God. said, we're not going for a run. So you were, And you so were... Matthew was born on the following day. So you were going for a run the day before. So this is uh, more like what is it, nine months or something? Or? Yeah. I think. Well, I, I thought you, you said. Oh, you didn't. You didn't. I didn't race. Race. Oh, it's different. So you're still running right. <laughs> yeah. Do you think yeah. maybe this is there's a connection between you running so late yeah. and Matthew being a, a fast runner? No, I think the thing. <laughs> the thing is nowadays they recommend if you're already exercising, then you can continue, and as the pregnancy progresses then you alter what you're doing to suit your body. Mm. Um, but you don't take up running when you discover you're pregnant. That's not a good <laughs> no, idea. No, that, that wouldn't be a good yeah. idea, would it? Now, that would be madness, I think. But the fitter you are, the easier... Well, I won't say the easier it is to give birth, because giving birth is not easy. But the fitter you are, the, you know, the more you can deal with it. Well, we won't talk about Matthew and the pregnancy, but it was an easy, it was an easy pregnancy uh, birth yep. because of the running. No, nope. it just it wasn't it was easy. dead easy. No, <laughs> no. Um, Matthew's forceps, not nice. Oh God, he was pulled like sort of was yeah. that pulled from the womb. It was. I was yeah. getting very tired. I got a big head. <laughs> <laughs> is that what? No, it, it no. just it with the my water breaking. They always tell you to go straight to hospital because you can be in danger of infection. Right. So I did, but didn't really start in labour till the early hours of Thursday morning. So it felt like it went which, on which for a long time. Which hospital would this be? Yeah. That would have been Billings Hospital, Billing, which yeah. no longer no, exists. Yeah, yeah. I know exactly what you mean. And um, so after the uh, the pregnancy. Um, where are we now in, in yeah, this so you got, you, in you got, story? You got you, fit you've... again then for, to try for the trials of, of the uh, Olympic trials. For in, Barcelona. In Barcelona. So this is 91. 92 now. Then. 92. You've just discovered, you know, Matthew, 
your I'm beloved. Sorry, I'm seven months old. Seven months old. I was still breastfeeding. Uh, and you're breastfeeding, and uh, <laughs> <laughs> well, my mother breastfed as well. Yeah. It's, it's the best way, isn't it? It is. If you can do it, it is. Well, you must do it, you know, if you're a lady out there listening to the mother of all podcasts. <laughs> well, it also it also helps with weight loss as a, as a you know, oh, yeah, as a nice byproduct. You've got to yeah. eat enough. And it's much food. more nutritious than those products on the shelves. But it helps a, a woman retain a, regain pre-pregnancy shape. It won't. It's not the be-all and end-all, but it helps. And also, for you, in your case, to attempt to qualify for the Olympics. Yeah. <laughs> So, um, I can see what's happening now, actually, in this story, because you sadly miss out by a yeah. half second and a, a very poor, um, yeah. they're badly treated, actually, from, from what yeah. I've heard. And now you've got this wonderful son to look yeah. after. Yeah. So, things are now changing for you as, as oh, a mother, yeah. I imagine. Yeah. yeah. And you're also, how old are you now? You're 36? Yeah, 36, going on so 37. So, even then, you know, so if... if you, you know, if you were in your early 20s to have a couple of years off, but now it's a, 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 a stage where really it's, if you, you know, if you give up now, that's it. Well, really, I think it? Um, just times were... At the highest level, I mean. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah, but you can still enjoy your running oh, yeah, of course, at yeah. any level. I mean, I still yeah. ran afterwards. I mean, it made it harder because Jim and I used to go out training together, but and then it became a relay um, or... Alternatively, at the time, we had really nice neighbours because I got training diaries where I say we left Matthew next door with our neighbours and went out for a six-mile, oh. eight-mile training run. I was just thinking, a relay, that's a good one. Yeah. So you go for a run and, and Jim minds Matthew and then you you get back and then off he goes, yeah, yeah. that's a good, yeah. good way of a relay. I never yeah. thought, never thought yeah. about yeah. that. It's a good, yeah. yeah. So it, it was like that. I mean, obviously, Jim would always do his long Sunday run and I wasn't going to do a long Sunday run, so probably wouldn't run on Sunday. But, yeah. because, what, because you were... Because I wouldn't want to do 15 miles on my own. Oh, so, so that, that was the end of... of yeah, likes, yeah I didn't do that much. Did, was it like a, a conscious decision to say, well... Not really. You know, just, it just ha- sort of gradual, gradually happened. Yeah. And, um, and there was there any point when you thought you might make another comeback? No, not really. You, I mean, once you're um, a master's athlete, it's every five years, you think, oh, I'll get fit for when, I, when I move up an age group. But yeah. no, not really just life I mean you could way. even do that now if you wanted to but well this is the theory I've got four years left before I turn 70 um, any thoughts of, of um, maybe attacking the masters at some point in the future or uh, I doubt it really know. I would might do we ran um, won the world veterans championships as it was called back then mm. in 1999 was at Gateshead Jim and I both got fitter and ran in those oh. that was fun Although we had both lads then. And did you have to qualify for that? No, you just entered it, paid your money and entered. Well, this is this has been this has been you had an asthma attack. No, Matthew did. (laughs) They 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 did the men's ten thousand the men's ten K cross country and then they did the women's and the older men. So Jim went and ran and I was looking after the both of them. And then Jim or was it the other way around? Anyway, at one point in the swap over, Ma- Matthew started an asthma attack, and we had an inhaler. Unfortunately, it was the tent, which was about in the tent, about forty miles away. But bearing in mind this was the veterans' athletes, there was a lot of St John's ambulances. 
So I whizzed him to a St. John's ambulance. They had a nebulizer, so he's fine. Oh, wonderful. So you could continue <laughs> but it running. Was cross country in the summer in August. So you can imagine what the grass was doing and all the rest of it. And how old Matthew would be about seven or eight at that point. Yeah, 99, yeah, yeah. Well, this has been one terrific story. Have we missed anything out here? Well, uh, we've got... Um, are there any further questions? No, no, there's nothing, nothing missed from from the the past. Um, so it's all there's only there's only now, isn't there? The, 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 yeah. Now and the yeah. future, and how you see the sport and all those. Well, stories. I've done a couple of part uh, county five k's on my own, and then I don't get very fur- any further. But I've just decided to accept what I am, which is old and fat and unfit, and just try and get out when I can. Um, and and I carry on doing my dancing. Cuban salsa. Ah, it's we never so mentioned. We, man, we, we never mentioned that the fact that your mother is a, a fantastic salsa dancer. I wouldn't go that far, but I enjoy it. Yeah, it's so much fun. And that's that's something that you do on a weekly, every week, or every, um, usually, well, yeah. Practice there's, it. And there's then, classes you could buy. You can go to a class virtually every night of the week, and then at the weekends you've got salsa parties, Saturday, Sunday. Where does that dance salsa originate, I wonder? Well, the one I prefer is Cuban salsa, so obviously Cuba. Cuba. Have you ever, have you, have you been to Cuba? Would you like no, to go? No, I would like to go. To, to salsa dance? Yeah. Mm. It's the home of, home of Cuban salsa. And is it about the hips, moving the hips? There is. Uh, one of the ladies... <laughs> oh, yeah, that was Matthew. Like, you know. that was one, of the classes that, it, one of the classes I go to is Karen, and she's amazing. She's 53, you would never guess. She's been doing... You're embarrassing my son. Sorry. Um, you would never guess. And she's been doing it for 25 years. And she goes to Cuba to learn from the best. And she, her the fluidity in her body is absolutely amazing. So you have to bear in mind that I'm an old distance runner. So distance runners and fluidity don't really go together. Could salsa dancing be potentially a, a, a way of stretching out you know after. oh yeah so you, you could um, put the two together maybe in some way no um it's fun and it's exhilarating and it does help i mean i, I was doing it quite intensely a, a little while ago and i was going to two or three classes a week and i noticed an improvement in me um me being able to move better and also a bit like anything because i've not been for a while so i went yesterday and my legs were aching more or less straight away. It's a different range of movement from running. Well, talking about movements, we have a wonderful present for you here. <laughs> it's Ashtanga Yoga and Meditation Book and a wonderful a can of Brave New World IPA. It's been marvellous. What do you say, Matthew? Yeah, thanks yeah. for uh, joining us, Mum. Yeah, uh, much appreciated. We, yeah. It's, it's been a great... Um, story and, and uh, thoroughly enjoyed listening to it any advice for, for the the runners or, or the modern women maybe of, of the opportunities that you, you you maybe didn't have and now the opportunities um, there there is opportunity for women now is it, it's improved there is somewhat. i wouldn't say so not the no. way not the, the select way the selection policies are going so how do we change this this uh North-South divide and, and, and the, the politics surrounding the, the, um, 
The, it seems to be. It um, seems to be impossible to change. Were you looking at me running thirty odd years ago, mm. and it doesn't seem you know we got we got people left out of the Olympics, uh, even though they've done the qualifying time so this what, time round. It's not, not. Nothing seems to have changed. So we've got people who are who are choosing the team, and and they have allegiances to clubs mainly in the south. Generally speaking, it seems to be this is we're getting this from many many of our guests. Why are those people making the decisions? Surely it should be someone who's impartial, maybe, or but then you they wouldn't be, they wouldn't know nothing about the sport. So shouldn't it be like the American system? Maybe first past the post, one, two, three, boom, those your three who you're taking. Wouldn't that be a I mean, fairer that, system? In a way, I I think it could be. I mean, at least it would be honest hmm. and it would be cut and dried. Whereas when you they they have a selection committee. And it's decided there. Mm. Who knows what who's, decisions are made? Who knows And what? it doesn't seem, you know, there's always people saying, well, that, why weren't they selected? They should have been. Well, it's could, always happening. Could be brown envelopes, could be anything. I mean, what do you say, Matthew? Yeah, well, well, you know my thoughts. I, I think a, a first pass the uh, the post sort of system one two three you, works, but um, you've advocated the American system. I have, but but the but World Athletics has just thrown that one out the window for America. To be fair, um, really, yeah, with with its recent um, new uh, selection policies and uh, how to qualify for uh, the World Champs and, and the Olympic Games. So they're, and things, they're, so. They're, they're forcing the Americans to, to to become more like the British in selection. Uh, well, it's not even yeah. From yeah, it's got to be selected because it's it's now been changed to uh, they're using they, they invested a lot of money world athletics in a in a ranking system and uh, to make it like other sports where you know you can follow along by the world rankings of, of people gaining points. The the problem is the majority of those points go from you're getting them from being in um, uh, events like the Diamond League and things like that, which obviously minimizes the amount of people who can compete in them because you've got to have a good agent or. Um, you know, uh, people running some really quick times to get in such such fields. So you suddenly um, you don't get as many points. And people like the, for example, in America, the, the NCAA system. Um, you know, the, the those guys uh, don't get a chance to race in anything else because they're doing the collegiate races and things like that. Um, so they, and they don't really get many points for the collegiate races. So by the time um, the trials and things like that come round. Um, you they what they've done is set the standards so high in the in the qualifying standards that actually it it pretty much rules out a lot of a, a lot of chances to actually qualify for for a race and therefore because they want people to have gained the points and be selected on the point system, um, but the, the the number of people who are going to get those points and things like that is is going to be quite limited and, and quite difficult to do um, and as UK Athletics have have, have proven uh, the last couple of years is. You uh, you might even get enough to get an invite because you've got enough points on the on the uh, the ranking system and things like that and be invited by World Athletics to a championship so and such um, only for UK Athletics to, to turn it down on your behalf because um, they don't want to take they don't want to take the extra athletes and things they've they've already set the the, the quota and, and that's what they're taking so people who've even hit the the, the point system um, still haven't been been selected and the, yeah the qualifying standards for example. 209.40 in the men's marathon um, you know there's three guys in the last 10 years that have run quicker than that um, and one of them chances are he's probably going to retire in London in a couple of weeks um, Mo Farah um, you know the two other guys haven't been in that sort of shape for, for a good couple of years so um, you know you're looking at 
the men's marathon, and you know, obviously that's just an, as an example of one, potentially having no Brits under the qualifying standard, and will UK Athletics take people from a ranking perspective, or will we just turn them down when, when the invite is offered? Uh, we'll, we'll have to wait and see. Susan Crane, it's been marvellous.